Hello, and welcome to the Mrs. Doubtfire cast. <laughs> uh, just kidding, it's books. You wish. Yeah. One day. Uh, it's, we'll it's, do a live show at Bridges. <laughs> oh, the restaurant that he had. Uh, good, good, good. Doubtfire ref, Tom. Ah, very good. <laughs> uh, uh, it's Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're booksmen. But uh, this week uh, we're talking about a movie that Tom watched. It's called Brave New World. Mm-hmm. It's based on the book Brave New World by Al Huxley. Mm-hmm. And was Robin Williams in it at all? No, he was not. Then why the fuck are we even talking about it? It's Doubtfire Cast, baby. <laughs> uh, because it's not Doubtfire Cast, damn it. Uh, I wish. Books the podcast. I mean, it's within your control. You no, would... I wish I had the the depth of knowledge about <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire. You didn't even get my Bridges reference. I, I got it after a second. Yeah. yeah. But it's a drive-by him. fruiting. <laughs> but look, Tim, if people are listening to a Doubtfire podcast, they want a, they want a host that gets exactly. these things Exactly, that's what right I'm away. saying. Yeah. I, wish, I wish I could be that Well, host. if you keep working at it. I keep toiling on this fucking bullshit <laughs> because I don't know about anything else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the only reason I'm doing this is because I don't know enough about Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> It's, it's sad, but it's true. Get Pierce Brosnan in here. Get Mara Wilson. Yeah. Get uh, the boy tragically died. I think did he? Was it Jonathan Brandis? No, was that wasn't Jonathan Brandis. No, I think. The oh, kid... it was one of the Lawrence brothers. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Okay, we can get him. Yeah. Hold on. Let me. Well, you talk. What about, about the... Sally Fields? Sally Field isn't going to come on this podcast. Sally Fields. Sally Field. No, that's at the end. Uh, so. <laughs> Sally Fields might come on the podcast. She's she wrote a book a year ago. Sally Field. Sally Fields. You think you're thinking of a different lady altogether? I want, I'm talking about bringing both of them on. <laughs> what about Harvey Firestein? We haven't even talked about. Oh man, we'd have to. You think uh, these mics would be able to accurately portray his gravelly tone? I'm Harvey Feinstein. Yeah, they would. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, these mics would be like, finally, something to work with here. Uh, Tom, I, I'll tell you, it was Matthew Lawrence, and I'm upset that I didn't know that because he also played Sean Hunter's brother, half-brother, on Boy Meets World. Oh, right. Huh. Remember that weird season of... Uh, I was not a big Boy Meets World fan. That weird season of Boy Meets World where it's like, oh, suddenly Matthew Lawrence is on the show... He's like their roommate, and there's also this like six foot, like this seven foot tall, like smoking hot uh, redhead lady who uh, is also there. Who is? And they she? don't explain who they are. Wait, I mean, they explain who the, the you just said they the it was his half brother or whatever. Yeah, but who is the uh, the smoking hot redhead? I don't know, just like a roommate. Huh. And there, there's just she was just there to like create sexual tension. Well. Something's got to do it. Tim, uh, speaking of sexual tension. Yes. I watched. The sexual tension between you and me on Books <laughs> yeah. the Podcast. I watched uh, a film adaptation of Brave New World. I watched the 1998 made-for-TV movie. <laughs> NBC your mistake right there. NBC version of brave new world 1998 now, 1998 that was in the heat 
of must-see TV. I mean, it was post-Seinfeld. Right. I can't imagine this aired on a Thursday night during must-see TV. No. And now, but let- still, they even said Sunday at some point was must-see TV. They even yeah, said Tuesday. but did you ever believe they tried- that? No. He's yeah, like, Mad all- About You is on Sunday. Like, I give a shit. <laughs> yeah. About Mad About You. Um, it, it, as far as NBC is concerned, they would have loved everything to be must-see. Because yeah. then everybody would have to see it. Yeah. The totalitarian uh, state. They lobbied the government. Yeah, that's why. They would love a brave new world where where every day was must-see TV on NBC. Yeah. But so they made this movie. Now, the only way to watch this movie is to go to the Museum of TV and Film. And and have it. it is not the available. Paley Center. Yes, it is not. Did av- you do that? No, I got it from BitTorrent. Aww. that's the uh, that's the other way. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, it is not available elsewhere. Or- Tom, I thought you made an effort for this show for the first time ever. I did, Tim. I went and saw a goddamn movie that you can't find anywhere else. You just downloaded off the internet. I mean, how else would I see a movie? You would go to the Paley Center. I'm not go to the fucking Paley Center to watch this horrible movie. I know. In the so I was going to say, you didn't I was make an say that I went to the Paley Center to watch this, but you would have called me out on it. I don't know. I was ready to believe you. Yeah. Because like you have been like mysteriously tight-lipped about this. You were going to say something before, and then you're like, I'll save it. Yeah, I forget what it was. <laughs> Probably we'll just forget. I thought the thing that you were saving was I put... A modicum of effort into this. No, and actually, I didn't. Did you put that poll up for the next book yet? No, because we're going to put up a live episode next week. The (sighs) only reason we're going to put up this live episode is because you didn't want to do six minutes of work. No. And put up a poll. No, I just think we need to put up the live episode at some point, and I thought next week would be a good point. We had talked. I can put up the fucking poll tomorrow. It's not going to be enough time for people to vote and then get the winner, and then have them read the things that you... It will by the time next week rolls around. No, you idiot. Because it's a week and a half from now. They'll have a week and a half to buy a book and read the first few chapters. You idiot. You had to put the poll up. Yeah. Then they run vote it for on 20 it. minutes and then see who won. No, you run it for a few days. It's always obvious what's going to win, though. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not always obvious, actually. <laughs> You're just too lazy to I'm do it. I'm not too lazy. I'm going to have to edit this live show because you're going to be too lazy yeah, to do that. It doesn't have to too. be edited. It does, Tom. <laughs> well, you said a lot of imp- inappropriate things. Ugh. We'll figure it out. <laughs> um, or I have other idea. <laughs> no. Uh, so lazy, Tom. I'm not lazy. You haven't put any effort into books the podcast. I watched this whole movie. I went to the Paley Center and everything. Oh, okay. So, Have you ever been to the Paley Center? Yes, to watch this movie. No, 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 besides this live. Yes, but saying. it was the first time. <laughs> you winked at me. What? No, I didn't. You the winked mics at would me. have picked no, it up. No, you never went to the Bailey Center? I would recommend it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like going to real museums. Like what? The Dinosaur Museum, for example. What's that called? Yeah, the big one in the city. The big dinosaur <laughs> museum. They got all the dinosaur bones. Dino, the Dinoseum? The Dinoseum, yeah, that's the one. Tim, I watched this Brave New World in, in what I would refer to as worse than VHS quality. <laughs> Go to the fucking <laughs> Paley Center, Tom. It's not that far from here. Yeah. It's right in Midtown. Um, this movie 
I'm surprised I haven't heard more about this movie. Who's in it? Let can me we get a cast. Let me. Uh, let me. I can tell you some of them off the top of my head, but don't don't look at IMDb because there's a big spoiler I want to tell you about. Okay. Um, I was gonna go to IMDb because uh, doing that takes a tiny bit of effort, and we all know that you don't like to put in any effort. So what do you just want to show me up? <laughs> uh, let me tell you. I want to have content. Who, to the show. I don't recognize a lot of these people, but there were a few well-known names. The the <laughs> the person who played Bernard Marx is Peter Gallagher. Oh, okay. Eyebrows. You know him. Yeah, yeah I, old eyebrows. Eyebrows McGee. You know who plays Mustafa Mond? Mm-hmm. Ben Kingsley. Not a million miles away. Mustafa Mond is played by Spock himself. Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, you don't see Leonard Nimoy not playing Spock in a lot of things. He's a very good actor. Yeah, I mean, this was twenty-one years ago when he was more in his prime. Yeah, well, he was alive. Is that oh, what you're saying? He died. He died. Oh, like oh, the year that everybody died. Remember? <laughs> what was it 2016? Everybody died. But I think everybody was just upset about the election, and they were like. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Leonard Nimoy died too, and that's really why are you saying his name that way? That's how you say Leonard it. Nimoy. Yeah, it's Leonard Nimoy. No, it's Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy, get the hell out of here! <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm I'm subtly correcting you. Um, I'll make a ten thousand dollar bet that that's how you say. It. We can look him up. According to who? The man's dead. He can't tell us. Look up a picture. Uh, look up a. <laughs> <laughs> Look up a picture where I'll provide the, 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 the speech bubble above his head saying, Hi, I'm Leonard Nimoy. Um, <laughs> no, video. What did he host? He hosted like Rescue 911 or some <laughs> shit, right? No, that's that's William Shatner. Well, what did he Wait, host? Which one's Spock? <laughs> what did he host? He hosted like Into the Unsolved or like one of those. Yeah, like, and he says, Hello, I'm Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, but that was probably like you know one of the biggest mysteries of them all. That's fair. Uh, was it unsolved mysteries? It wasn't unsolved. That's Robert Stack, Tim. Right. You know, I just did a. We just did the regular episode. I couldn't remember a, a person's name, like any person's name. And now I'm Rain Man, remembering all these people's names. Yeah, I'm pronouncing them wrong, but who in the book did Bernard Marx's boss have a name? The guy who is the director. the director of Hatcheries? Um, maybe. I can't recall. In the movie, as far as I could tell, because I looked it up, and but he, the, he's just credited as director of Hatcheries yeah, and Conditioning. Yeah, that might be it, yeah. Um, Miguel Ferrer. Oh, I like that guy. Right? He's great. Also taken too uh, soon. Yeah, also sadly no longer with us. Um, George Clooney's cousin, I want to say. Is that true? Yeah. Huh. Also, um, uh, great turn in uh, Twin Peaks: The Return. Yes, um, yeah. Look him up if you don't know who we're talking about. As soon as you see his face, you'll go, "Oh, that guy!" He's a classic. That guy, classic character actor. Uh, been in a million things. Great. Um, I think that's actually all the uh, the big actors. I was, but I'm going to tell you. Don't look it up because I'm going to tell I, you. I think. All right, tell me the twist soon. Um. Well, one of the twists is I thought Tracy Gold was in this movie, but I looked it up and I couldn't find her in there. But then guess who plays Ingram, Tim? Um, I don't know. 
Jin himself, Daniel Day Kim. Really? I didn't know he was active back then. In 1998. Yeah. From Lost. From Lost. Uh, look, I took the a man s- that we saw at Comic Con 2007. Yeah, look, I took a screenshot for you. Oh wow, he's holding up a sign called that says "Dumb is good." Yeah, that's him during a meeting. They're trying to come up with new slogans. I'm like, this fucking gin, and then he holds up a sign that says "Dumb is good." I'm like, oh, gin, he still got it. Uh, he doesn't age. I'll tell you that much. Daniel okay. Day Kim. Look, Kim don't crack, they say. Look, look that's a, a recent picture of Daniel Day Kim. Wow. Tom. 21 years later, he's the guy looks exactly the same. Man. He is. Jeez, he's a handsome guy. Uh, we were eating hot dogs. We were going to accost him. Did we accost him at Comic-Con? Uh, our we legs fell com- asleep. We, we went to Comic-Con bef- in New York before Comic-Con New York was a real thing. When yeah. was that? What year was that? <sighs> 98 maybe nine or no 2008 2009 yeah i'm looking at this uh mayor mccheese <laughs> right uh figure you in, bought in that my there. cabinet of in my cabinet of odysseys your, your, Od- oddities <laughs> your curio cabinet yes uh and i'm realizing i'm hungry because <laughs> i saw this and my mouth started watering oh, well that's the last thing mayor mccheese wants <laughs> Afraid to see his head and start getting ideas. <laughs> oh, look at you and uh, picture a hot dog and be like, mm. I've got those uh, those little things you put on the end of uh, <laughs> chicken legs. What are those things? Huh? Uh, are they paper? Yeah. And like you can buy them, but I don't know what point they serve. I think yeah. it's just, it looks nice. Those in the juices, maybe? No, I don't think so because they're like open. Tom, can I tell you something I read about? Colonel Sanders? Yes. Colonel Sanders, before, you know, how you know the whole thing, like, he created Kentucky Fried Chicken, but he didn't do it until he was, like, 65. Yeah. Beforehand, he had a gas station at the, in Kentucky, right, mm-hmm. of course, yeah. um, and he heard that a rival gas station was defacing one of his billboards. Yeah. Uh, so he went to confront them, and he caught them in the act. And he was with two other employees from his uh, from his gas station, gas station. Mm-hmm. and the rival that that was defacing the billboard was like, "Get out of here!" He's like, "No, you're defacing the billboard." The rival pulled out a gun and shot and killed one of his. <laughs> oh uh, man! And then, uh, then uh, freaking uh, Colonel Sanders pulled out a gun and shot the other guy. Shot the shot the rival dead. All over a defacing of a billboard for gas stations. Do you think that's a true story? You think uh, it's in a book? I read it. No, but I'm saying, like, do you think that uh, you know that's just his version of what? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, what I didn't know is then he took Dave Thomas under his wing. Oh, I think I did know that. Yeah. And like Dave Thomas got to start uh, revamping four KFCs in the Chicago area. Yeah. Or in the Cleveland area. I'm sorry. Um, and sold them all at uh, age 35 for millions of dollars. Wow. And Wendy's wasn't even, uh, his daughter wasn't even named Wendy. What? He just used her picture. Oh. I've seen a picture of the real I'm reading Wendy. a book about fast food, Tom. It's, it's great. Um, I've seen a picture of the real Wendy. Uh, she's not, she was not as cute as the cartoon Wendy. Mm. Dave Thomas, why are you lying about how cute your kid is? You know, I 
he was probably portraying cartoon Wendy as how he saw his daughter. Yeah. Wendy. And That's also the name that he imagined her having. Yeah. I, no, there's a lot of things. He's like, I got a, an ugly daughter named Sally. But I'll, but in my mind, she's a, a cute daughter named Wendy. Ray Kroc. Yeah. But the, in his, later in life, bought the San Diego Padres. Yeah. The baseball team. Mm-hmm. And then the players almost went on strike because during one of the games, they were playing badly and he got on the PA system <laughs> <laughs> in, in the stadium while everyone was watching yeah. the game and started berating the players oh, on the, over the PA that's system. That's fantastic. <laughs> God, I wish that was the way baseball <laughs> still worked. What a dick. What an absolute dick. But the crowd is on his side. They're like, yeah, you guys suck. Fuck yeah. you guys. Uh, yeah, that's not great for team morale. Uh, sorry. Anyway, back to Brave New World. Brave New World. So I've told you the cast. I've told you it's worse than VHS quality. Uh-huh. Um This movie is kind of like a budget David Lynch movie. Ooh. Um, Most David Lynch movies are <laughs> for, David Lynch. Right, exactly. So imagine a David Lynch movie, but with even less money. Um, but I was actually kind of struck that I was like, this movie's not bad. I didn't, really? I didn't think it was that terrible. I thought you said it was really bad. It was kind of really bad, but it was also uh, like so 90s that it was kind of like I, in- interesting to watch. I love TV movies from the 90s. Right. Like, remember when Stephen King remade The Shining for yeah. some dumb reason? Yeah, and it was with, awful? Uh, with Wings. Yeah, with uh, not Tim Daly, the other guy. His brother. Brian. <laughs> from, uh, Stephen Weber. Yes. Uh, and, like, it was objectively bad. There were parts of it that were in 3D, though, I remember, because you had to go to 7 oh, to get the 3D yeah. glasses. Yeah, TV movies would somehow times have 3D parts. You'd have to go to 7-Eleven to get the glasses. <laughs> yeah. It was, and I'm sure it was terrible, but I think I saw that version before I saw the Kubrick version of The Shining, and I was like, yeah, it was pretty good. The 3D parts, the Kubrick part, the Kubrick movie doesn't. Yeah. Um, uh, so I won't go, like, it's actually it's fairly faithful to the book. Hold on, speaking of Kubrick. Yeah. You know, he tried. He he had been trying to get uh, to make Eyes Wide Shut since the seventies. I think I did know. He that. approached Steve Martin in like nineteen seventy eight and was like, "I want you to be the lead in Eyes Wide Shut." It's like I need a wild and crazy guy to play the lead of this movie. <laughs> Sorry, go on. I've <laughs> um, been reading a lot of books about dumb stuff lately. <laughs> I'm full of trivia. <laughs> um. So uh, the movie opens with just like a like a, there's like a subway like it's just going through subways and then there's a sex scene and it's uh it's, is there nudity? Yeah, there are, there are a couple of butts in this. Really? Movie. Yeah, some some real uh, Sipowitz style butts. Wow. Yeah. Why didn't we hear about this? I don't know. 1998. If there were real butts on TV. Sign me up. I would have watched I would have seen a commercial for it during friggin' yeah. news radio and or something. And this time it's got butts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it made the news when friggin' Dennis Franz showed his exactly. butt. Uh, I think this was like a few years later. I think, you know, the mainstream media was desensitized to seeing butts on mm-hmm. TV. You never get like a real great butt look. But you get like more. You get enough that you're like, that's more than a crack, baby. Yeah, and you get a girl butt, and you get a guy butt. You get Pierre Gabriel's butt, not Pierre Gabriel. 
Peter Gallagher. Peter Gallagher's butt. You get Gallagher, the <laughs> the comedian's butt. It's really hairy. <laughs> um, uh, at one point, people are taking uh, liquid soma, and it looks like uh, Blue Pepsi. Remember Blue Pepsi? I don't remember Blue Pepsi. Yeah, they had Blue Pepsi once. Wow. That's what, that's what the liquid soma kind of looks like. Um, Did they play the Smashing Pumpkins song Soma? No, I don't think they had a lot of uh, musical rights. They had like kind of Lynchian music in it, like that synth. Who made this? It was like, I looked it up. It was like two TV directors, like two people that I think are like still working today, but you know, haven't done like crazy things you've heard about. I've worked on TV shows, but like do like NCIS and stuff. Right. Um, uh, it opens with um, uh, Lenina explaining sex to these kids. You know, she's taking them through the, the where they make the babies, the baby mm-hmm. tanks. Uh, oh, in the book, that's the director doing that. Okay. Well, and this is Lenina. And she's like, and these kids are asking all kinds of like real uh, uh, intimate questions about all this stuff. And then uh, one of the kids is like, oh, like mothers and fathers. And she goes, hey, there's no need to use bad language. Ah, yeah. Can you imagine? Gross, yeah. What a brave new world where that's bad. Uh, I mean, we talked about this for the last month. Uh, Lenina, like, puts the kids to bed. And then she flashes uh, the security camera because she knows Bernard's watching. She, like, opens up her dress. I mean, she's got her underwear on, but, you know, you see her in her underwear. Wow. It's like, wow, the kids are right there. Uh, hippie Leonard Nimoy. Tom, let me ask you this: There have been numerous adaptations of this uh, mm-hmm. of this book into film form. Yeah, and you were being a real horn dog perv about it. Yeah, when I was telling you the stuff, why didn't you seek out a version that wasn't on broadcast television? Uh, why didn't I seek out a uh, a porno adaption called Brave Nude World? Yeah. That would, that would be pretty good. <laughs> uh, I should look at that. my rapt attention right now as you were describing every and scene. And then this guy gets a boner, right? And you're not going to believe what happens next. <laughs> um, during the like uh, the scene where the controller is telling them, like um, everybody belongs to everybody. It's like a it's a full on '90s rave that they're having. They're Ooh. having a rave dance. Have you told me about the twist yet? Yeah, the twist, which is uh, that Daniel Day Kim was in it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I you could have knocked me over with a feather. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say Daniel Day Lewis, and I was no, like, "Wow, yeah, that's, he's crazier. slumming it." <laughs> I think he had won three Oscars at this point. Um, uh, the 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 so besides like a budget um, David Lynch movie, it, it also felt like a budget uh, Strange Days. Remember Strange Days? I, Strange Days is the first R-rated movie I saw in the theater. Yeah. Uh, well, watch Brave New World go down to the Paley Center like I did, and it, it feels kind of like uh, Strange Days. I'd rather just watch Strange Days. Strange Days was a Catherine Bigelow movie. Deuce Bigelow. Yeah, it was about a male gigolo. <laughs> what did I say? Um, uh, I have in my notes that I thought Tracy Gold was in it, but she... I still think it might have been Tracy Gold. Think, who did you think she played? So there's like a whole part in this that I don't believe was in the book from your recounting where there's like a factory worker that's like working in the Soma factory. I don't recall. This. Yeah. So there's like another character and like he kind of goes off the deep end. He's a Delta and he gets like reprogrammed at one point. Uh, but 
there's a woman wa- working across from him that looks like Tracy Gold. Hmm. Uh, the, heli- the, the helicopter crashes. They go to the Badlands. The helicopter crashes. The pilot pulls out a gun, and uh, the the like savages come. And they're but the savages all just look like rave kids, like club kids from the nineties in this movie. What? Yeah. I don't pretty... li- I don't like the nineties anymore. The all of them come and start accosting uh uh Bernard and Lenina, so the pi- the helicopter pilot pulls a gun, one of these r- rave ladies pulls out a whip and starts uh and whips the guy right in the face. Uh. But you know, then John comes and he he You know what? What? This is probably right on the cusp. Where like portraying Native Americans <laughs> right, as where people are like, savages is probably uh, becoming unacceptable. Yeah, thankfully, right? And I think that's an elegant way to do it. Just be like, hey, let's make them rave kids instead of uh, traditionally, uh, like, you know, yeah, uh, appropriating the garb of Native Americans. Right. Let's not put them in headdresses yeah, yeah, yeah. and paint and stuff. Um, so John shows up. Tim, oh boy, this John, John in this movie stinks. John in the book stinks. Yeah. Uh, John in the movie has uh, like a tribal tattoo on his neck, like cool. going around his neck, and he has a rat tail. Mm. Um, and he's immediately quoting Shakespeare. Yeah, I mean, that's all he yeah. does in the fucking book. And they're well, all. Enough, Shakespeare. They're... I, Tom, I hate Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> they're all like real like Ooh, what is that um they because well, they don't know that, that's that's true to yeah the story. But, but they're all like real impressed by it instead of just being like that doesn't make any sense <laughs> like it's a normal person yeah. remember um, when you and i went and saw hamlet in yeah. london hated it well you're uneducated you're the you're a savage yeah put you in the badlands also they came into the audience at one point one of them touched me and i was really upset about it uh well tim you i guess you're not a fan of the theater i don't know i was trying to think of something better to say than that uh, uh, people are always popping soma in this movie but it seems to have a different effect every time like it's not real consistent like sometimes people are like it's like uh you know they're acting like it's ecstasy or something but then sometimes it's just like they're acting like it's like a xanax like oh boy it takes the edge off and then sometimes they're taking it and it just has no perceivable effect that it's just like oh this is just what i take every day um and i would think in this brave new world they'd have like different types of soma you know yeah maybe, maybe like, they're oh, just simplifying have, like, soma it for zero the NBC and, like soma turbo yeah Maybe they're just keeping it simple, though. It's just like, take this, you'll feel good. Uh, John uh, says the Shakespeare quote about Brave New World like five times. I know, in the goddamn book. (laughs) It's like, we get it. You think this is the Brave New World, and then, yeah, all right. Uh, When they take... I don't understand anything Shakespeare ever wrote. When they take uh, John to the party... uh, there's, uh, you know, there's a buzz about town about him, mm-hmm. and there's like a news report, but I guess they didn't have money to like show a newscaster, so it's just you hear like the audio of a news report over like a helicopter shot of a building, and the news reporter goes, "There's someone new in town, and he's savagely attractive." <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, so now John's at this party too, and at this point, 
John, of course, still has the the tribal tattoo around his neck. He still has a rat tail, but now he's also wearing a cowboy hat. A leather cowboy <laughs> nice. hat. <laughs> oh, this is not how I pictured the in the book at all. Yeah. By the way, uh, this movie feels strangely anti-millennial. What do you mean? Like they take all these digs that feel like. You know, like shitty takes people have where uh, before it was yeah before it was before the millennials even came of exactly. age exactly yeah. where it's like um, like the the recordings that they have to hear all the time are like you're all special you're all individual snowflakes like all that kind of stuff. Um, well, sorry, the millennials <laughs> are 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 think that they're all special and that they get look. I got participation trophies because the fucking baby boomers gave me participation trophies. Yeah, you weren't demanding them. I didn't give a shit. I just didn't want to play Little League. And yeah. it's like, but you get this trophy. It's like, cool, I don't want to do this. Nobody ever fell for the participation trophy. Yeah. Either. We all knew that. It was like, oh, this is... I yeah, I didn't know, display them. The I brought it home, and my parents were like, you're going to keep this. I paid uh, like $175 right. to sign you up for Little League. That's a receipt. Yeah. Uh, My fucking fault. Get over it. There are a lot of uh, Soma commercials. I wondered why they have to advertise or if it's like a Coca-Cola thing. Mm. Just like, no, we just, you know, we have a budget. We, you know, we spend more money than anybody. And that's how we got to where we are. Uh, Yeah, because if they didn't just give out Soma, you know, society would, people would realize their lot in life, man. Boy, and nobody would be happier about that than John. Uh, uh, the hatchery guy, Miguel Ferreira, mm-hmm. he, uh, he brainwashes the factory guy to try and kill Bernard because Bernard's trying to figure out like, they injected a lot of t- uh, drama into this. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Cause Bernard's like on the, on the trail of figuring out that John is, uh, his son. And he's like, Ooh, I got to throw him off the In trail. In the book, as you'll recall, yeah. he just comes back and he's like, Hey, this is your son. And uh, oh no! And, I guess when you get uh, Ferrara there, yeah, you don't just write him off in the middle of the in the middle of the movie. Miguel Ferrara uses actually like a pretty cool looking computer because it's like a flat screen. Ferrer, uh, it's like a flat screen, but it's a touch screen. Uh, but it also has like voice control. But like they don't overdo the interface, so it actually looks like a reasonable computer. And he's going through records, and they've got records of everybody who's ever been to the Badlands, and he finds himself, and he's like, uh, computer, delete this record. And the computer's like, <laughs> I like the idea that this is how the computers are working in the future. And the computer's like, I'm sorry, I can't do this. He's like, God damn it, just do it. <laughs> and the computer's like, all right, fine. <laughs> oh, really? He yell at something? Yeah. Siri, God damn it. <laughs> I like the idea of like, yeah, you should be able to yell at a computer and get it to do something mm. it didn't want to do. Uh but Bernard's like still on the trail and then they like find out a record's been deleted. So now that's like, oh, what is that? Uh, there was a bunch of tension there. How are the special effects in this film? Um, they're good because they don't have a lot of them. Oh, wow. Uh, I can't think of any real special effects. In Did the they movie. show any of the orgy porgies? Uh, those are like the raves oh, okay. that they show. Oh, right. Um, Man, they reimagined a bunch of stuff in the 90s i was like but what if it was like rave culture yeah i know so it made the 90s so cool um boy then is by far the worst scene in this movie a scene where i was like oh i can't wait for john to die uh john goes to lenina's class and 
performs like single actor Romeo and Juliet for all the kids. And there's just this like long drawn out montage of John performing all the parts in Romeo and Juliet. Uh, Who plays John? uh, I, I, it wasn't anybody that I was familiar with. Um, and then he also tells the kids that Romeo and Juliet, he's like, ah, they were your age. And these kids are obviously like nine or 10 years old. It's like, no, Romeo and Juliet are like 14. They're not nine or 10. Yeah. And they're 14 in like, you know, almost medieval times ages. <laughs> not not modern day, certainly not the future. Um, and one of the kids, one of the little girls, like as he's like, you know, very seriously explaining the story after he's acted it out for them. <laughs> one of the little girls goes, she's laughing and goes, they couldn't have each other, so they kill themselves. <laughs> and he gets so upset, and all the kids are laughing at him. But, like, the scene, the kids are laughing at him because he's being hyper emo. And they're just like, that's lame. He killed himself because they killed themselves because they, they couldn't have each other. That's lame. That's emo. Like, But that's what they thought. That's it. what they were... That's what they were teaching the kids that like you shouldn't be attached to any one person. And that's what he says. But it, it just kind of doesn't make sense because it's like, no, nah, I think any time if you did this like super serious single actor performance of Romeo and Juliet in front of a bunch of 10 year olds, they'd laugh you out of the room <laughs> for, for being that serious. Tom, I got news for you. The guy who plays John. Yeah. He's part of the MCU. Who is he? He plays Major Allen. In Iron Man 1 and 2. <laughs> wow, okay. Not a major character. Not a, hey, not a major character. Um, no, it's right there in the title. And he had a three-episode arc on 24 in huh. 2009. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, then there's more dance scenes. And during the dance scenes, I wrote in my notes, more like Cool New World. Because there was, you know... I mean, that's what I thought a lot during the book. Uh, the Delta tries to kill Bernard, the brainwashed guy, uh, but then he fails and he tries to jump out the window, but the window is just a screen, so he just bounces off. I guess that's one of the special effects. They have, like, uh, screens instead of windows, you know, hmm. like uh, TV screens. They don't look bad, but then a, a few times they get, like, close to them, and it's like, boy, that's a real blurry display. <laughs> um, Again. Like sharpen it up. No, I sharpen just it up so we know it's in the future. pop culture when they talk about the future. It's like they're not making a prediction. It's just well, it's they aesthetics. predict a higher resolution. Uh, the beta. Oh yeah. Uh, so uh, like Bernard's Bernard finds out it's his boss. Um, oh, uh, uh, John's mother dies, and for some oh for some reason they like leave the body out. And like the kids are there, and the kid, and these same kids, one of them's like, "Is she dead?" And another kid goes, "She looks weird. <laughs> She's weird." Yeah, Look they they talk teeth. about how fat and ugly she is in the book. Yeah, and then John comes over and goes, "She's my mother. Get out of here!" And he grabs he grabs the face of one of the kids and quotes Shakespeare to them, and then the kid like isn't scared at all and just goes, "He's silly." <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, the kids in this movie are great. Yeah. Uh, they were the only characters I identified with. Um, what else happens? Oh, um, the boss, uh, the hatchery guy, 
Miguel Ferrer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's on a show called Exposed. Uh, they have shows. They have shows. Did they go to the feelies in this? In this? No. Mm, but okay. in the in IMDb, they mention feely actors. Uh, so I don't know if I just missed it. Did you not watch this whole thing? I, I wouldn't blame look at you. How many you notes I have? I wouldn't blame you if you didn't watch the whole thing. Told you. I when went I all watched, the way. Would I go all the way to the Paley Center to not watch a movie? When I went, when I watched fucking Frankenstein or whatever I had to watch, <laughs> yeah. like I fast forwarded through parts. I watched this whole thing. Uh, he's on a show called Exposed, uh, and actually, I did think that this is pretty cool that they uh, in the Chiron, like the lower third graphic. Uh, they say he's a father, but they censor father. They use like asterisks in it, uh, which is funny. Uh, there's a boring scene. Uh, yeah, get to the point where uh, Mond and uh, and John talk for fucking three and a half that, hours. There, there is like a long scene, and and Spock even says to him, "In this brave new world, we can all have what." It's like now you're saying brave new world. We get it. It's well, the name he, of the TV show. He, well, he knows he knows Shakespeare. Oh, remember? Okay. Oh, right. Remember he like no like yeah. And in he the shows book, he's John like, like, look, I have records and stuff. Yeah, like in in the book, it's like. Now I'm going to explain why we do everything. It's like yeah, we we knew. Like you didn't have to. You're really putting a fine point on things here. Uh, John like runs off and then he's dancing up on a roof and like the media is surrounding him and he's like dancing in a mocking way. But it's like the mocking like a 13 year old would do to their mom, where it's like mm. like oh is that like this a is, is that like look. a wrestling dance or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this an emote from? Uh... <laughs> it kind of looks like an emote from from Fortnite. Uh, and then he falls off the cliff by accident and dies and dies. Uh, because you know they're all he jumps off the roof for no discernible reason and i was like oh are they gonna have him die like that's a one-story roof but he like runs to the cliffside and they all chase him and uh are videotaping him and it's like the lights cause him to fall off and then everybody laughs but the thing is again it kind of falls strangely because it's like well it came off that they're laughing because when he falls he does the like whoa (laughs) It's like it was pretty funny, and they're laughing at it. Tim, I think I just gotta go live in this brave new world. <laughs> yeah, I like everything about like it. Fun. Does Lenina try to have sex with John at all? Yes, she okay. does try. Because I mean, that's that's uh, the uh, crux of John's whole arc. Yeah, I left. Is that, that, out. that like it happens like it while the kids are like having nap time and then or he something gives into it, and then he has so much shame for it that he that he kills himself. I don't remember i don't think they actually have sex like they make out and then he's like no and i think that's when he runs off so they like changed the whole meaning of john's arc yeah like he accidentally falls off a cliff yeah well uh sarcastically <laughs> dancing <laughs> right. uh yeah that's not in the book uh after he dies immediately after lenina and bernard bone Whoa. Uh, because they're like, she's sad, so they have sex. Oh, and you get to see more butts. Around. Ooh. Uh, Lenina's butt? No, Bernard's butt? You got to see Lenina's butt the first time. This time you see Bernard's butt. Uh, I bet people who sat through the whole thing were like, oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, you get to see Lenina's butt pretty early on. So, um, Hook people into this bullshit. <laughs> 
uh, then Lenina's in the classroom with all the kids. There's a sign up on the wall that says history is bunk. <laughs> uh, she tells the kids heroes are irrelevant. Uh, and so it's that's like, a Batman, huh? Well, that's what I would, that's, I was waiting for so one I of the kids yelled. to pipe up. Uh, but she's like saying all these things, but like wistfully thinking about John and the whole time I'm like, John was a hero. He's just a whiner. Anyway. Uh, and then she she refers to it as this old imperfect world. I'm like, oh, oh I see. Quite the opposite. Uh, she realizes she's pregnant like the next day uh, with Bernard's kid, and he immediately just pulls like an already written letter out of his desk and signs it. It's like, here you go. You can go to the Badlands. It's like he had a like a form letter that allows people to just leave this society. Bernard doesn't get exiled. No. Uh, and, like, she's like... Is fucking what's-his-name in this whole book, in this whole movie? Who? Helmholtz? No. The I don't fuck? think so. It might have been one of his friends, but that, like, you know, doesn't He was, really like, happen. a main character. Yeah, he's not really in it. It might have been the name of one of his friends, but... Yeah. But was he, like, big he... in the no, Ministry no. of Propaganda and... No. It might have been the dude that laughs at... Um, they're like making fun of the old boss uh, one day uh, at the it was actually the next thing I was going to say. And like uh, then they're like, oh, shh. and, uh, you know, Miguel Ferrer comes over. He's bussing the tables. Mm. And it's like, oh, look at what happened to him now. Um, and so now Bernard's kind of with and the whole time Bernard's got a, you know, a hard on uh, a heart hard on for uh, for Lenina. And when Lenina's like, I'm pregnant and I don't want to give up the baby, I'm going to go run away. He's like, all right, well, see you later. It's like, what are you doing, you dummy? Go yeah. with her. You were in love with her the whole time, for fuck's sake. Uh, Did you learn nothing from John? Yeah. So finally, he decides, like, oh, I'm going to go run off with her. And the whole time I'm thinking, like, boy, these two are going to be real bad parents. Uh, uh, but then they show them in, like... Uh, the Badlands, I guess, with a baby like walking along the shore, and it's like, oh, they're free. And then we see the kids in the uh, hatchery, and one of them, uh, when he's going to sleep, you know, they've got the recordings playing. Mm-hmm. Stuff's cotton in his ears. He doesn't want to hear it. Oh, yeah. So it's like, wow. Well, now there's uh, rebellion, I guess. Mm. And then there's uh, nothing after the end credits, which I found disappointing. I like to see a little something after the end credits. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. That, they did uh, cut out all the commercials, at least. <laughs> on the bootleg copy you got. Uh, the, I'm sure if it were, were available for purchase, you would have bought it. Yeah, it wasn't available for purchase. Yeah. That's why I went to the Paley Center. Uh, so that was a movie. It was 87 minutes long, which is uh, pretty good. It's not that long. No. It's good. Yeah. And that was um, without commercials. Sounds pretty bad, Tom. It was pretty... You know what? It was pretty bad, but like uh, it did make me nostalgic for those like 90s TV movies. Yeah. The uh, book didn't make me nostalgic for the 1930s. I mean, uh, the thing about this was it was not well done. It was not a well-done adaptation. Lynchian, if you're trying not, if you're not trying to be creepy, <laughs> right, is just low budget and bad. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and the whole time I was watching it, I thought, boy, if you hadn't read this book, you wouldn't know what the hell's <laughs> going on. Like none of this movie makes any sense. Like they're being real ham-fisted with all the like uh, 
oh, promiscuity is good, but not really showing why the society's that way. Um, yeah. Well, I'm glad I didn't have to watch it because I really didn't enjoy the second half of the book. Yeah. Uh, well, you got to miss Jin in presumably one of his earliest roles. You didn't even look it up? Daniel I looked up Day to Kim? make sure it was him, and it was, but I didn't see if it was you know one of his... I assume it was one of his earliest roles. I don't know. Maybe he was a child actor. He acted as a boy. He could have. Man, he looks good, huh? Yeah, I'm telling you, man. I couldn't believe it. When I saw him in this, I was like, he looks... I'm like, when did Lost come out? Because this looks like him in Lost. What in the world? What? In uh, the burning episode of Seinfeld, he played student number one. Huh. He was one of, I think, one of the doctors that... uh... So like a university student. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Right? Yeah. American Shaolin. <laughs> he was on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. What? As wow. Sue Ya's brother-in-law. It all comes full circle. Uh, he was in Law and Order, All American Girl, All My Children, Addicted to Love, Pacific Palisades, Nightman, Beverly Hills, Nine Hundred Two One Zero, NYPD Blue. Maybe oh, wow. the, ep- the episode where Sipwitch shows his butt. I mean, there were a few. The Jackal, The Pretender. And that was all before Brave New World. Huh. And after Brave New World, he was an Allie McBeal. Just in the a, practice. A one-off or? Yeah. And Fantasy Island. And Crusade. And for love of the game. Was lost his first reoccurring role. Um, uh, I mean, he was in two episodes of Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> Playing the same character? <laughs> yeah. That's rare. Yeah. Huh. He played, in Looking for Bobby D, he played Gay Timmy. Okay. Uh, CSI, he played Special Agent Beckman. I don't need to know all the character names. Oh, he had a 12-episode arc on Angel. Oh, the uh, uh, Aurora Borealis show. Yeah. He was, uh, he played Aid in Hulk, the Ang Lee version. So he's part of the MCU oh, I, also. No, that's not MCU. I think I do remember seeing him. I, I, I watched that movie not that long ago. Had a three-episode arc on Star Trek Enterprise as Corporal Chang. Hmm. Four episodes on ER as Ken Sung. Eleven episodes on 24 as Tom Baker. We knew that. Yeah. That was after our time watching 24, though, I believe. 2003. Oh, I thought you said 2009. No. Anyway, people don't care about Daniel Day games. <laughs> uh, oh, and the Onion movie. I didn't know they made an Onion movie. I think they might have shelved it because yeah, it was so bad. I think so. Because uh, he played rapist Ivy Leaguer. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, and then Lost. And what a run on Lost. What a run. He was the uh, errand boy. For a rich man. Yeah, whose daughter he was in love with. They ran away together, but no. unfortunately their plane crashed on a Fakakta island. <laughs> that was <laughs> the description of the show. <laughs> this island on Laws is Fakakta. <laughs> it's Fakakta like you wouldn't believe. 
Uh, All right. Well, that's a brave new world. Yeah, and we don't know what the next fucking book is because Tom's lazy. We'll figure it out. Hey, this is longer than the episode this week, Tom. Maybe you'll have a say. No, it's not. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Out of, and this will tie in. Listen to this week's episode too. Uh, out of ten stars, how many stars do you give this? Oh, uh, out of ten, I would give this a five. Wow. This ties in. I give a star rating to no, the no, new Spider-Man that, here, here's it. Out of 10 stars, what would you give Jurassic Park? Ooh, probably nine. Okay. Yeah. So better than any movie I asked for, about in the other episode. Yeah. Okay. Better than... All right. What would you give <laughs> Pulp Fiction? I don't know if I've seen Pulp Fiction front to back. What would you give... Or maybe I was just confused because it's out of order. All right, see you next week.